Hello everybody and welcome to What's the Quack. I'm your host, Ducky, and joining me today is the ever-attractive, ever-spherical, testicled man, PJ. How you doing, PJ? Eh. It's like my intro there. I really just fucking ran with that. Now. I, did, I didn't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> just, just blindly ran it. There's your look. Improv. So I'm actually really shit at improv. You'd think years of shy talking with lads would actually be good, but uh, no. Yeah, I find it's uh, it's it's very much dependent on like you know myself and yourself would be fairly introverted, but I could I can turn on extroversion, but the fucking the energy cost is absolutely massive, mm, tremendous, yeah. And I find if there is enough fuel in the tank for uh, you know a bit of extroversion, I think improv kind of comes with that. Mm. So that's that's where that's my two cents on the matter. So. Some days I could I can I could improv for you, not a bother. I could be uh, fairly witty and you know approximate some type of quickness, but I couldn't do that consistently for a long period of time. That would burn out fairly quickly, and then I'd just get fairly dismissive. For me, yeah, for me now it's very much. It depends who I'm around and stuff like it, me and you. Even when we have skeptic on there, uh, shy talking on the podcast. I think the, mm. the knowledge of knowing we're being recorded kind of dumbs us down a little bit. We're not sharp. I don't know if that translates for for you as well. Like, I feel like if we did a podcast solely based on the shy talk we had before the podcast, that would far exceed the the, the humor in the main podcast. Yeah, I suppose you try and you you know you're you're a little bit more self conscious because you're you're aware that someone's going to be listening to it. Well, in an ideal world, someone's going to be listening to it. Although I suppose, given with your given the following that you have. You're guaranteed at least someone is going to listen to it. Mm. So and, and they are following you know, me. They're actually all standing right behind me as we speak. Fuck all better to be doing. Sick offend uh, bastards. Uh, you're not going to be as good as your father, Ducky. I don't even know him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, well, I'm very good at uh, improv in the bedroom now. Uh, Connie does say I'm very quick. Uh, um, some say quick. I say efficient. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really good at it. And she's shit at it. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Like it's like how every single time takes her ages. I'm there, like not a bother. That's it. I mean, there's there's other things to be doing. Like there's fucking there's all manner of things to be doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like you you haven't you haven't to fucking the whole night to be at that at all. And sure, if you to give ages at it, then you'd be wrecked after it. So you know. Yeah, yeah. And if Come you on, if like. you want to squeeze another one in, yeah, like the second cup of tea I'm having. You know, you could you couldn't have that if you're living as a woman. You'd have one wank and you're done. Then for I suppose it'd be like by fortnight or something, would. By weekly wank. Yeah, yeah, how often do they get the, get the old power tools out? Oh, I couldn't tell you that. Um, out of, I've, out uh, of sheer I've, disinterest. <laughs> yeah. Who can say? And more to the point, who gives a bollocks? Yeah. Uh, it's like the jo- you know, joke I heard years ago. Is, uh, how do you make a flag away? How do you make a woman orgasm? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there's a scene in some, one of the one of the early episodes of uh, Mad Men where they're trying to come up with some advertisement, I think, for like some product that's meant to kind of cater towards women. I can't even remember what the product was because they're like, you know, advertisers and that. Someone asked a question. It's like, you know, well, you know, what what do women want? And then like one of the, the older fellas there, your man Roger, he's just there lighting up the cigar and he's like, who cares? He's looking. <laughs> so, you know, like, who cares? The, We're men. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it's set in, it, I, I believe, the 50s. It's a time where, you know, like, there was no such thing as um, equality or anything like that. Like, women were, like, secretaries, and that was basically the, the height of 
what what most of them did. Yeah, like, like if yeah. your missus was giving you shit, you wouldn't go to a marriage counsellor. You'd come home from work and kick the fucking heart and soul out of her. Yeah, yeah. And the boys, you know, like you, you, they're constantly boozing and, you know, cheating on the wives and yeah. smoking cigars. The, the wife hates uh, me, lads. I don't know what they're doing. It's like, if you try kicking the fucking heart and soul out of her. I have, yeah. That's not even working. Like, they're like, oh, shit. We're fucking fresh right. out of ideas now. Have you tried beating oh, her again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried beating someone else's wife? <laughs> Maybe she'll get jealous then and she'll really appreciate it. Oh, he's, he's beating some other dad's boyfriend, <laughs> not me. Boots down the door, starts kicking the fuck out of some woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boots the door. How are you, Mickey? <laughs> like, fucking, starts laying at the fucking, laying into the wife. But fucking Jimmy Gare has a great joke about that. He goes, I don't understand why men beat their wives. He's like, it's your wife. It's like key in your own hair. <laughs> <laughs> but just for context for everybody else right now, it's uh, it's currently half one in the morning we're recording this. It's kind of doing it on a whim, so... And um, for being a bit quieter or whatever. You know what? If you're listening to this late at night, grab a cup of tea with one hand and uh, I suppose roll your balls around your hand like uh, those de-stressors with your other hand. A counterclockwise motion. Well, no deals clockwise, fuckers. Well, I'd say you could just end up fucking knotting your balls at that point and you'd be, uh, you'd be anything other than de-stressed at that stage. That's that's a bizarre fear I have because I, I hear that that's a problem you can actually get where you yeah like it, is. The, the, it absolutely is the tubes the fucking the bungee cords on which your testicles hang by can get knotted yeah there's a there's a there's a heap of cabling in there that you don't see because it's all it's all hidden behind the yeah the, yeah the and, sack. And, and not an old cable tie or nothing to keep it all in place so it's all free hanging like there you go mm. so in an ideal world you want them to stay precisely where they are mm. maybe don't roll your balls around in your hand roll someone else's the, yeah practice safe uh Ball caressing, like if you're at a urinal there and it's a particularly uh, cold day, might you might help your your fellow man out and reach over there and warm up his balls. Yep, yeah. you definitely won't get your teeth knocked out. <laughs> well, you'd want long arms because you can't. Like if you're pr- practicing proper urinal etiquette, there'd be a gap between you and the the fellow next to you at the urinal. Yep, yep, I suppose so. It's only in nightclubs you're actually standing sh- shoulder to shoulder because you're all filled to gills with drink and there's simply no choice. You know, you kind of have to utilise all the space given. Yeah, fucking nightclubs, Jesus. If I never see another one again, it'll be too fucking soon. I lo- I'd just love to get, like, somebody in the nightclub bathrooms just... And their their sole job is just to kick the heart and soul out of any man that pisses on the fucking floor. Like, I've been many different levels of piss drunk in my life. But I've never pissed directly onto the floor continuously, you know? I might have missed the seat directly, hit the, or hit, missed the bowl directly and hit the toilet seat, you know, and a bit of a wobble or stuff like that. But I was never so drunk not to fucking wipe it after myself or practice some bit of self-respect in that regard, you know? Yeah, there always are these, uh, these lads, and you'd hear them, they'll fucking, they'll drink 17 pints for you in a night, and they'll think that's, that's fantastic going, but when you see them at the end of that, and they're just, they're, you know, they're fucking, the cognitive part of the brain has just completely fucking packed in, and you know, the nervous system is just kind of seems to be firing at random. Mm. How they're even still standing is a fucking miracle in and of itself. But when you're in that fucking state, I can imagine fucking doing it all right. Like a buddy of ours, he's I've seen him in in similar states where he was staying at uh, um, a mutual friend's place. And what he did one night was he was so stoicious. He came up the fucking stairs in the middle of the night. I'd say he was looking for the jacks. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd hope he was, otherwise, you know, he just woke up full of malice and set out to do this, but he uh, he walked into my buddy's room, 
or the mutual buddy's room, walked over to uh, your man's laptop, opened the lid in it, <laughs> and uh, just started lashing Clayne into it. <laughs> D- destroyed his destroyed his laptop. Just started pissing all over the damn thing. The best thing about that description is I can imagine he's drunk mine thinking as a toilet. <laughs> Lift in the toilet seat. You would imagine so, yeah. But the, like the buddy was awake because you know this fella fucking stumbled into the room, mm. just not even conscious at all. He's like, "Oh, what? What are you at?" And the other fella didn't even answer him. And next he's like, "What are you doing? What, what are you? What are you playing at?" Next he's going over to the laptop. And he's just pissing, pissing all, all over the laptop, and he starts roaring at him. But then he realized, like you know, fucking damage is done at that stage. Mm. So then he just wandered away down back to the couch and went away to sleep. <laughs> And only the next day, then, when he was told, do you, do you remember what you did last night? He's like, no. It's like, yeah, you came up here and you pissed all over my laptop. And and he ended up having to buy the, your man a, a new laptop. But hmm. that's what he did. Fuck's sake. There you go now. <laughs> I heard a story once from uh, through a friend that her, her fella was so stociously drunk one night that he went to bed. Then he woke up in the middle of the night and took off his jocks and walked over to the corner of the room and pissed onto an, an entire pile of clothes and then just turned around and got back into bed. Yeah. Just completely checked yep. out mentally. Pure autopilot fucking... All the hamsters bear one is asleep at the wheel, like, you know? Yeah, another fella that I know, and this is probably one of the worst uh, instances of it happening, is uh, he went out in the lash, out to the nightclub, whole fucking nine yards, got stoicious, ended up pulling this young one, Went back home with her, presumably did the deed, but he was so stoicious he didn't remember. But he woke up at one point during the night and he realised that he had in fact pissed the bed with him and her in it. Oh god. And it was it was her her bed in her gaff. And to make matters worse, in a state of sheer embarrassment, he got up, gathered what he could, and he left. Only to realise the following day that he had left his wallet behind oh, so he had to go fuck at that stage you just fucking abandoned the wallet that's just the cost of getting drunk at that point I'd cut my losses well he didn't because <laughs> I, I I I can't remember what was in the wallet but there was something that was that he, he needed was in the wallet like I, I think I, he even unless, it, unless it was a fucking time machine you wouldn't catch me going back for the wallet oh god yeah but uh, he had to go back and he had to knock on the door and apparently uh they somehow knew or she somehow knew that it was him mm. so she just opened the door a tiny little bit and handed him out the wallet through the small gap in the door and sent him on his way yeah sure she probably didn't want to relive that conversation or, or, or to even have that conversation to begin with yeah oh god so I know I've told yeah. this story on a podcast before it's not related to being drunk but uh, it's got a similar ilk of my uh, my younger brother I might have told you this as well before he got up in the middle of the night to, to go for a piss and um while he was pissing, he risked a fart. And uh, it was a bad gamble. He lost the, the risk he shot himself. And uh, he walked back into the room with his boxers full of shit and informed his missus, who had just briefly woken up, that he shot himself. <laughs> I don't know why. Would you not in that moment clean yourself up and m- maybe not tell your partner that you just shot yourself as a grown man? <laughs> you know? was, he, was he pissed? No, he wasn't. It was just... I don't know, he gambled a fart as a sober, saying moral prudent man like and not only did he shit himself but he felt the need to inform his miss like he could have gotten it he could have just at least attempted to cover it up you know yeah you see that's a level like, of comfort i don't want in a relationship no 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 nor i like mm. i i want insofar as anyone's concerned 
I don't want to ever acknowledge that 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 happens. Mm. I just I just not forget about it. Yeah, no, that's like, especially if you're expected to maintain attraction to the same person across time. I think you have to you have to work at it in that you know you have to just kind of keep a bit of fucking mystery there. Oh, it is. It's pure willful ignorance, and this is like, and people give me shit over this because I did a mention in a video about how myself and the missus don't fart around each other. Yeah. And it's exactly that. It's just, look, I know bodily functions are normal. I know this this stuff happens. But I am willing to suspend my own disbelief that it doesn't. As as foolish as that may be. As long as I don't witness it. Because it genuinely does, like, it takes away from the, to, to, to use the word wrong, romance of it, you know? It's just hard to get a fucking horn when you have those type of memories embedded into your head of your fucking missus ripping ass. Absolutely, like, I mean, this this fucking shite of, like someone turning around to you and kind of going, oh, but that's that's normal and all that stuff. It's like, well, you know, so is throwing up when you have to, mm. but I don't necessarily want to see someone doing that. Why is this any fucking different? Mm. And if you can somehow reconcile that with, like, sexual appeal, I think you're the fucking weird one then. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, oh, Jesus Christ almighty. Yeah, no, if you can anyway, help it, look, there's, there's no need to be fucking... Yeah, absolutely, like, and, you know, fucking... I'd never do anything like that in front of a woman ever and I would be absolutely fucking appalled if I got you know any, if, any if, kind of retaliatory or uh, similar ilk fired back at you yeah 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 I would I would not be one bit impressed and uh, <laughs> I, I could just imagine some young one there and it's like so how did you end up getting thrown out of a three story building at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> she's like I don't know I was asleep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, fair enough fucking allowances if you're not... Uh, if you're not conscious, like if you can't help it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But if you have any uh, control over it, um, yeah, no, no, zero tolerance. But. I've been fortunate enough in uh, in in that it's, it's, it's never... I've never been witness to anything that I didn't want to be witness to. Like, I was fortunate enough in the... Whatever way I selected women, I managed to, to pick ones who who were on the ball that way, at mm. least. Yeah. Well, I have a list of questions here now for the podcast. Now, I, I kind of, I only uh, threw together these questions just because I was just like, out of fear we run out of something to talk about. Just grand to have an old backup. But um, mm. I'll pop off a few of them as we go anyway, just to, just to keep the conversation going. But recently, and I, I mentioned this briefly before the podcast, you know, in case we're trying to sell the illusion that we don't speak until we hit record. But um, recently I've been back from Paris after spending a week in Disneyland with the missus. So kind of mm. on that ilk, I wanted to ask you, um, best or worst holiday you've ever been on and why? Like, where, which country? Is there any kind of particular holiday that jumps out in your mind? Maybe where you went or what you got up to? Um, yep. Yeah, well, what was it? Yep. 2019 Amsterdam... Uh, four day weekend just the second the fucking plane landed me and about 10 or 12 other lads mm. we all went over there for uh, a friend's birthday and the friend didn't know that we were all going so like we actually all like you know a few of them showed up on the plane and surprised them and then landed and there was another bunch of lads flew in then nobody told them who was coming or who was showing up and they knew another guy over there who had fucking who who basically lived in Amsterdam and he had he had a massive plan for the whole lot of us for the weekend and it was just from the second the fucking plane landed to us getting back on the plane it was just fucking mayhem for 
four days mm. and uh i was i was a very very shook man uh for a good shot of time after I, after we came back we'll say you but, you uh, partook in everything amsterdam had to offer more or less essentially or at least the most well well renowned things yeah a, a bear bear the whores now because i am far too egotistical <laughs> to to be, to be paying for the ride <laughs> like i me pay them I, yeah 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 um <laughs> I could, I could just so, imagine you in the red light district. Like, you know, I can imagine the skit, the scene playing out of, like, you negotiating a price with a whore. Just for her to realise that you're actually trying to negotiate a price for her to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, to be honest, I wouldn't even like being around there because I, I find that fucking terribly depressing. Like, mm. Jesus Christ almighty. Like, I don't know what's more depressing, like trying to imagine the mind of someone who's doing that for a living or imagine the mind of like the poor bastards that like, you know, that's the only way they're getting a ride is if they go over there and they fucking they, they're willing to pay to pay for it. Like, I don't know. I don't know which is more fucking more depressing, but maybe maybe that's, you know, just God fearing Catholic fucking schoolboy me. Maybe maybe that's what that is, but well, see, in, I, I'm, in I'm a staunch case, advocate for it because I feel like when you have this world, this world we're living in now of fucking OnlyFans and Instagram models, and you know, a million different ways for women to fucking exploit men for their money because of how they look and stuff like that. At least with prostitution, it's good and honest, and a fella actually gets something out of it at the end. It's a service being provided for money, and it just makes sense. So I'm all for it. Uh yeah, well, you see that, like, the stuff, you know, the OnlyFans and all that, like, fucking men volunteer themselves for all that. Mm. So, I have no pity on them. Like, nobody has a has has a gun to their head to do, be doing any of that fucking shit, but yet they do it. So Yeah, you know, but you, you know the vast majority of people who subscribe to, like, people's OnlyFans and all that are going to be very young men who are still driven, demented with the horn, to the point where the horn is still driving the car. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Jesus, like, fucking, you know, Pornhub is free. Why the fuck don't you just, you know, like, I'm sure you'll find something on that that you can knock out an old wankta and fucking, uh, you know, still the beast for, for a time. I mean, you don't have to be going subscribing to some fucking one online just for fucking still images. And True, but it could be a case of where, like, the the fact that we grew up in a time where Pornhub was, like, the best fucking thing ever to discover because we didn't have that when we were very young. Like when our fucking when our horns came around, Pornhub didn't exist. So no, what we had was we had Page Tree of the Sun. That's oh what we yeah. Had. Oh no, a fucking friend of mine had a Playboy, and Jesus Christ, he he never got it back. <laughs> huh? I fucking air quotes borrowed it off him. He, well, see, the worst the worst thing it was um like he, he got it back, but it wouldn't open anymore. <laughs> so here's the thing: I don't know how he got it, but. He was too young, like he hadn't hit puberty at the time. I was about two years older than him, and I had hit puberty. So he had absolutely no fucking clue, the fucking treasure, the gold that he had in his hands. So he was just like looking at it, kind of going, oh, naked women, <laughs> kind of cool. Like, And I, I looked at it, I was like, oh my fucking Jesus, there's not going to be a drop of moisture left in me by the end of the night if I get a hold of that book. <laughs> and uh, and I essentially did. I literally, I got that, I, I borrowed the magazine, never got it back, it was mine at that point, and I just about ripped me fucking cock off. Yeah, but like uh, but the point where I was going to say it was like uh, that, that. That's what we had. Uh, we were growing up and all that. We have a lot more skill, I suppose, to a degree, in interacting with women, or at least in our younger years, we had a lot more opportunity to 
uh, interact with women, hang around with women, get off of them, all that kind of stuff. And in this modern world now where it's like everybody's much more online socialising and stuff like that, fellas are not only randy out the fucking gills, but then they're also like feeling probably a massive bit of loneliness as well. And the thing with the OnlyFans is it's a lot more personal than Pornhub, you know, so maybe it kind of scratches a little bit of an itch of a kind of an intimacy that they're looking for. There's some there's some psychological aspect to it as well. Like um, there 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 definitely is because it just it just doesn't track that you know these people wouldn't be aware of the existence of fucking free porn on the internet mm. and they're 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 going to pay for you know still images from someone that they've subscribed to maybe like maybe maybe it scratches a kind of a, a girlfriend itch that they have but oh Christ only knows or or maybe. I don't know. Maybe these fuckers are, are married or something like that, and it kind of it, it it kind of feels like you know they get maybe the buzz of cheating off it or something because they have some form of contact with this person. Yeah, that that could be a strong aspect to it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who who the fuck knows? But like, I don't know. Um, well, I just like the idea that like you know fucking the, the ultimate the whole idea of prostitution that I would enjoy is just that like rather than having to do that only fans or subscribe to a porn hub or this or that the other is just like I am Randy this this payment will get rid of that Randy it's such a clean transaction the idea of that is just yeah nice and simple there you go You're, you, have, you have a sack full of load I'll sort that out for you ideal yeah I don't know like it's certainly the best service offered for said problem anyway surely because uh, you could get into a relationship but that's a fucking minefield in and of itself like and even just getting a one night stand can be a fucking a game of a thousand cuts, like. Yeah, true enough, but I mean, like, I I would just be of the mind, like, fucking, if if you're that bothered by the whole thing, I can't conceive of an interaction like a man could have with a prostitute, and walk away from it, uh, feeling better about themselves. To me, it would be confirmation of like the ultimate failure as a man. It's like this is how bad things have gotten. Now I have to pay for it. I am so undesirable that I cannot acquire it in any other way other than parting with fucking hard-earned cash and otherwise that that woman wouldn't have agreed to it. That to me would just be like the ultimate fucking failure and I think within the next 24 hours I'd be fucking swinging from a rope. I, I dare say that any kind of interaction that any man has with a woman that he's walking away from at the end, ultimately, um, you'd be hard-pressed to find one where he wouldn't be ashamed of himself, regardless of the situation. True, but at least your ego, the the male ego anyway, I can't speak for, you know, the female ego because, you know, I, I haven't I haven't lived with it, but uh, I'm sure there's, there's, uh, there's some crossover. But in any case, uh, the male ego is very much tied in with one's ability to accrue you know attractive members of the opposite sex and regardless of how you might feel after that encounter there is still a psychological reward for having having uh, attained that woman on your own merit Mm. and you know and I, i i can only imagine you know having never done it like having never paid a woman for you know the ride, not monetarily I, anyway. I, yeah, well, not not fucking straight up. And we but, all uh, fucking pay for it, but 
Oh, well, it's like you know, it's one of the one of those old wise sayings. There's no such thing as a free ride. <laughs> Ain't that the fucking truth? But uh, in a, in any case, I I would I would need to know that I did something that earned earned me that ride. That wasn't me just forking over my hard earned fucking cash. Mm. Because like I I can that would just send me into a spiral of depression, mm. and that's why I wouldn't like to be next or near to anything going on in somewhere like you know the red light district that would just like that's just that's where hopes and dreams go to die <laughs> as far as i'm concerned you know it's so like, funny the two of us have two like very contrasting opinions yeah, on yeah. it where i'm just like ah no that's just another fucking service in which it just streamlines a lot and you're just like no nah, that's that's where the fucking yeah. that's where the dog gets put down like <laughs> yeah well i think i'm showing my hand as a as an absolute egotist which you know I suppose I am. I'm just a man of sheer convenience. <laughs> Thankfully, like that's that's the one upshot of uh, of getting that little bit older is that the fucking the the desire for it doesn't rule you to the same extent it used to. Mm. So, in that sense, uh, you're you're a bit more free in that in that regard. Like, say, fucking, I remember being in my early twenties and that, and just fucking like being fucking tormented by it but nowhere close to the same extent now I'm fucking 34 mm. yeah well so. well, th- th- that fucking monkey's not on our back anymore now but like um, I suppose it'd be different if we were if we still had the the, the, the rage and the passion that brews that brews inside of a man in his early 20s and we had never got a load of weight inside of a woman at all before like you know we've been privileged enough not to have or to, to had the ability to uh, not have to deal with that problem that we were able to fucking uh, conquer one or two, so that that the panic wasn't there. Yeah, look, I, there's no there's no uh, novelty to it as such. I think maybe there's still something going on. Like if, like, say, you've got men that are in their mid to late thirties and forties, and they're still visiting, you know, fucking brothels and whatnot, mm. like. Maybe there still is some kind of a magic for them if they were never successful with women at any point in in their life. But but then again, like you hear of you hear of married men flat out at it, and you'd be like, oh, I I, I don't know. Like, well, sure, look, it's just, I suppose with that, it's just like why any married man would cheat. You know, it's just some sort of fucking idea they have in the world. It could be just, it could be just fucking maybe it's a fetish. They're just fucking trying something out. What was that fucking story there? It was some was it a comedian or was he a golfer or something? But he was found with a prostitute. But it was like a transvestite prostitute. <laughs> it's like the the worst way you could be found out. It's like not only are you cheating on me, I'm cheating on his wife with a prostitute, but then it was like a transvestite as well, which opens another fucking can of worms. Yeah. So I'd imagine probably a little bit of it's like fetish, living out fetishes that maybe they don't want to do with their wife or whatever. Well, I'm sure some people they they get off on. The idea that you know that you know this prostitute has, I don't know, maybe rode fucking twenty other men that day or something like that. Like the old cuckolding fantasies, isn't it? Yeah, people are like fucking hell. People are that's, that's, fucking that's so twisted. bizarre. Yeah, like the the idea of there's like, oh, what are you into? Well, I love seeing my missus been railed by another man while I stand in a corner of the room. <laughs> yeah, when you're when you when you're made aware of all these things that fucking these different kinks that people have. Like, I I feel like 
terribly terribly boring because I'm like you know oh what 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 are you into it's like uh give me one really good looking young one and uh I'll ride her in a fairly standard manner like you know standard everything being relative you know standard in comparison to what we're talking about that kind of thing like you know sure we'll pull a few tricks out of the hat like fair enough but you know it's going to be all fairly fairly pedestrian when you compare it to the likes of you know lads getting off with fucking trannies and fucking mm. you might wear you a know, funny hat or something yeah yeah that's <laughs> it I might might wear a fucking top hat and smoke a pipe um, <laughs> and I was chef's you know, hat there and an old twirly moustache yeah yeah but it'll always be a good looking young one mm. that, that, that'll that'll do me mm. um, well at, sure, a, no, at a risk of uh, hammering the, the prostitute uh, conversation to the ground there I can move on and ask you another one so um, you basically said Amsterdam because of uh, oh that's right yeah yeah the, the boys and the crack and definitely not uh, definitely no narcotics involved oh no there was loads <laughs> Heaps, absolute heaps. Enough, enough, enough that would fucking kill an elephant, and a, a young elephant in its prime. Oh god! You know, I, lo- I love, like, the, I love the bluntness. <laughs> heaps. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're not going to stand on ceremony here now. Let me fucking tell you, this podcast isn't for children. Nah, like. uh like I said, the fella that we went over to, you know, the the contact that we had, he had he had everything laid out. Literally, we got to an apartment, and Mother of God Almighty, like if like, it wasn't in that room, it didn't exist. <laughs> like John Wick suiting up in an armory there. It's just all different drugs. It's like something for the the evening. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, th- that's it. Like opens a press full of fucking pills and <laughs> everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and that's. That's all I, I I want from a holiday. Like, you know, fuck your sightseeing. Fuck your going on tours and listening to some fucking tosser talk wank about things or going around and fucking standing with your woman fucking taking a load of pictures that you'll never look at again anyway mm. and posting them for validation all over social media because you think people actually give a shit what you're doing. No, 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 no. <laughs> fucking send me over someplace now that fucking where anything kind of goes with a fucking lash of lads for a long weekend and mint mm. there you go so yeah Amsterdam it's yeah. class well say that's the thing I would have loved to go to Amsterdam with you because I remember you, you you invited me back then but it's just as a man in a relationship out of all the places on this planet that's hard to kind of flush with your missus Amsterdam is up there as the number one hardest fucking one day. Oh yeah, we're just heading to Amsterdam. I promise I won't do drugs or visit prostitutes. <laughs> you know, because even they're, they're not going to, they were like, well, what the fuck are you going there for? So I don't think it is. I'm going for a session with the boys. Yeah, but, a, but there's a, good... a certain, there's a certain reputation with Amsterdam that's just hard to kind of iron out with, with, I wouldn't even say my miss any woman. Like, there's going to be fellas out there listening to this. will be kind of like, yeah, that's, that'll be a hard fucking, uh, be a hard one to fucking negotiate now that would I don't know because it was a good shot of the, like the like it was about 12 of us over there and there was a good fucking it was a good half of them all were in relationships and there mm. was no fucking there was no issue it was like yeah I'm going to go over there now and I'm going to fucking like go on a big session with the boys and you know there was like there was nobody going near fucking red light districts or anything like that but you know and like there was nobody went window shopping <laughs> No, I think that's the thing with the red light district over there, isn't it? And it's just a lot of women dancing in windows. 
I, they're not even well. They're not even dense, and I don't. I, was, I, don't, know. I don't know where are they. I don't. Like, all I, I know I, about the, like, the red light district in Amsterdam is like a documentary I seen six years ago, probably on RTE or something. This is the seedy side of Amsterdam. I mean the fucking seedy side. It's all fucking seedy. <laughs> There's no other side. <laughs> Christ almighty. Actually, I did see something about Instagram or Instagram Amsterdam on um, YouTube there recently, and it was asking people from is Dutch. They are Dutch, yeah. Yeah, asking Dutch people what's the worst tourists or the worst thing about Amsterdam, and they were they were saying it's the tourists, and almost all of them specifically said English tourists, like people from the UK. <laughs> from, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> always that, and I was like, I think that's the same all over Europe because you go to like Spain or fucking anywhere, it's always the English that yeah, they, they yeah, hate yeah. having English tourists, and I think it's layers because you know. Sure, the racket out of the bastards, like yeah, they're they, they be very loud. Jesus Christ you, Almighty! There's something something about I don't know the is it the Cockney accent, the kind of chavy accent uh, that that you tend to hear the English when they're out foreign that just cuts through every other accent in the area. Oh yeah, yeah, they're the most fucking abrasive shower cunts. Actually, you know, I would say it's second only to Americans, but Americans, uh, you can spot them tourists easier for a different reason. It's the optimism. That you can fucking hear the happiness and the happiness and the, the the way they speak that cuts through a lot. The sound out of an American, generally speaking, isn't as harsh as the sound out of like a fucking an English yob. Yeah, right. We'll move on to my, my next question here now, and it's kind of of the the session ilk. Um, okay. And uh, the question is, um, I'm going to read this like I'm reading it from a piece of paper because I am because I wrote it. <laughs> uh, what makes a night out with the boys a good night out with the boys? So this I was pondering Ooh. there because uh, with, with your, uh, so for people who are listening there, PJ has been living in a gaff in Cork there for a very long time. How long are you there now? Uh, fucking hell, I'd like to say. Collectively now, because I know you were kind of out and in again. Yeah, the bones are 10 years. Yeah. So PJ's in this, this gaff for about 10 years now and uh, he's gotten the old fucking, uh, the release forms from the, the landlord there has to be gone. So having a big end of gaff session and uh, had me thinking there, it's like, We've had many a session below in the gaff and, and and other gaffs as well over the years uh, of varying kind of success and fondness and, and, and memories and stuff. And I was just kind of pondering, so I wonder what PJ thinks is the most important part of a session to make it a good session. One that you can get up next morning and say, that was a bit of crack, that was. Because we, we've had some yeah. decent sessions. Though. We've had great conversations. We've, there was bants, there was a bit of laughs, you know. But obviously, not all of them get committed to memories. There's a few standout ones, like yeah, absolutely. Like say on that note as well, just about the about the gaff and the whole moving out of it. Like I, I'm actually looking forward to it just because I think when you're living in the one place for X amount of time, that place ends up invariably becoming full of old ghosts, mm. old you ghosts every, of the past. That, every memory of any time you've ever been miserable in that area. That's it. Or times that were good, but for whatever reason now, that state of play is no longer a thing and the memory of it doesn't sit well with you anymore. Mm. And it's nice to walk away from a gaff like that and you can kind of put a you can put a little bow on the end of that fucking that part of your life and kind of go, Do you know what? That's done. And you kind of have a clean slate somewhere else. So it's like when you're in a job that you fucking can't stand. If you can find another job that you equally won't be able to stand, change because just 
just changing from one job to another, even if they've equally as shit, the change that happens there will kind of, it refreshes you a small bit. It's new, it's a new area, it's a new fucking, it's a clean slate essentially to, to start fresh again and you can kind of kick the, the depression can down the road a bit further, at least for into a job. But a gaff, it's even better because your day-to-day environment is completely different. You don't have to go home to that place yeah. again. As well, in a gaff that you've been in for so long and you know, that gaff is going to hold a lot of history mm. and there's going to be triggers there that will remind you of things that you don't necessarily want to be reminded of. Mm. And it's nice to be able to kind of walk away from that and let those memories then fade into obscurity and then, like, you basically won't recall them at all. Mm. And that's that's nice. I do like... uh letting go psychologically and I find it's it's easy to do that when you can leave a building that you know has a lot of history for you behind so you know that's not to say that's not to say that you know fucking the the house is fucking all bad memories or anything like that but yeah I know what um, you mean yeah because like when you leave that house all your good memories, you'll remember them fondly and frequently. You'll remember them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, bad memories, you can t- push to the back of your mind and not have to worry about them. And, and, and you know, the, the less you bring them up, then the kind of, the weaker those connections in your mind gets to those memories and it kind of allows you to forget about them and move on to fuck. But, yeah, yeah. And you can keep all the good shit, essentially. So, yeah, no, I def- uh, definitely get what you mean there. But to answer your question, uh, what makes what makes a good a good session... I would say it is fundamentally the roster of boys that you can wrangle together. Mm. Because, say, as you get older, it becomes increasingly more and more difficult to get the bunch of lads together. Um, you know, because fucking everyone's off having stupid fucking babies and fucking all this Half fucking selfishly sh- fucking moving on in their lives and being responsible fucking adults Ugh, the amount of friends I've lost now to fucking babies but anyway <laughs> well if you, if you ever lose me because of a fucking baby then I've made a terrible mistake well, if, <laughs> that I myself am not happy about <laughs> Hef give me the shock of my life when he fucking when he, he went the down shock that of road. our fucking lives like we, we thought like I, was, yeah, I yeah. remember us having conversations about this where just like the thought of Hef settling down family man like just never crossed our minds for a fucking second because we 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 never knew him to be anything other than hef like you know the the bachelor because when me and you were kind of in and out of relationships you know here and there and uh, mm. he refused dug his heels in not happening i'm just fucking i'm hef i'm doing the fuck i want like and then it just happened one day yeah fucking very strange but in any case uh with 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 that acknowledged, it is it becomes so fucking difficult to get the lads together. So if you can get the right combination of the right lads together, you're fucking laughing. Mm. Like I think everything else will fall into place for you after that. Like you'll you'll invariably have a good time. With with more crack generators, there will be more crack. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's it. Well, my answer are kind of similar to that. Would be I'm 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 looking at the other side of it where I'm like. As oh, long- wait, hang on. Drugs. Fucking drugs. <laughs> Heaps of drugs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, Amsterdam. <laughs> that hang was the key. Second. That was the key all along. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Again, I just I just imagine just you in Amsterdam with no other boys. It turns out you're actually on your own, but it was just so many, so many drugs in your system. <laughs> you thought there was loads of lads there. <laughs> yep. But um, similar to your answer, mine is... Uh, 
um, making sure that there's no lad there that's going to be a fucking Debbie Downer at any point in the night. Nobody that's going to cause undue tension. Nobody's going to be uh, unable to take a joke. You know, somebody that just... Because I'm, I'm especially sensitive to people not behaving to the environment around them. So, you know, if you're having an old slagging match and somebody decides to take something personally uh, out of the blue or anything like that, I will see that will seethe inside me for the night. I'll be like fucking... Who the fuck do I think they are getting offended at a stupid joke? Like, you know, that stuff like that will fucking boil in me. So with the absence of that, I have a fantastic night where everybody's just cracking banter and there's nobody kicking off or nobody being a Tony, is what we'd say. That's one thing I find we would have fell into the trap with when we were younger a lot more because you just assume that I can put everyone together and everything will be fine. Mm. But it's not long before you start to cop on that, like, no, you actually have to curate this group of people that you're going to go on the session with because you might you might get on with, you know, uh, certain fellas, but those fellas mightn't get on with each other. Like, if you put them into a room together and you fill them with drink, can be it can be dodgy sometimes if you're bringing like if you've got a couple of different circles of friends who don't normally interact mm. and then if you try and bring all of those together you'll get fucking sparks flying because you know fucking maybe one cunt is like just you know it's just a whore for attention or you know another cunt is like just a, a messy drunk mm. or another one is you know um prior or are prone to get really depressed when they start drinking and for for numerous reasons like they just they just mightn't get on so you have to kind of plan ahead with that and mm. you kind of have to you have to know your audience if you will mm. definitely yeah that, that what a guarantee a good session for me that and uh, not getting too twatted either because it's not worse when you wake up and you're like oh god i'm i'm missing memories there now i kind of pushed the boat a bit too far now with that because there's not worse like when you wake up and you're already with the fear with a hangover but then you're gonna I don't know what happened in those blank spots in my mind. <laughs> you could have mm. been fine chatting away, but, you know, alcohol is a fickle mistress. It most certainly is. That and the, the anxiety of a hangover as well, because it's it's, it's all chemical, because, you know, you're not worried about this shit three days after the session. It's always the day after. Well, I find that, though, like, especially the age we are now, like, the fucking, the, the, the hangover is no longer a one-day affair. Like, you might get the worst of the physical side of it, uh, dealt with in a day mm. but the the psychological toll it takes on you is is very pronounced for the majority of the next week mm. you'll be you'll be well into well into Wednesday before you start to feel anyway right yeah it's like the following day the car is broken down but the day after it is up and running but it's not you know a lot of the horsepower has gone out of it mm. now we say on that note I can move on to another question here and it's a it's, it's going to be a tricky one Oh, what, what quality do you find most important in a friend? One, he either likes dogs, or two, he can make a smashing cup of tea, and you can only have one. Uh, I'd have to go with the dogs, then. But it's a really good cup of tea, lad. Yeah, but I'm able to make a really good mug of tea if I want one, you know? But I'd be incapable of liking a cunt that didn't like dogs. I mm. mean, I, I don't I don't know anyone who doesn't like Well, I will like say, in, in this prospect here, he, they don't actively hate dogs. They're just not as fond of them as dogs deserve. Yeah, well, fuck him still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah that's a, to, to be fair, the dog is a bit more important now to me, especially because I drink coffee as well, but even still. Because yeah, it's nothing yeah. not worse when you meet somebody and they don't like dogs or, they, you know, they kind of... Like, if you're afraid of dogs, fair enough. Everybody's entitled to a fear or whatever else. But, like, when you just don't like dogs, where you are where you don't get any pleasure of petting their little furry heads, 
I'm just like, no, I can't abide that. Yeah, I do work with a fella who, you know, doesn't doesn't like dogs, but... We won't have to worry about him too much longer. Yeah, like, you know, I know I'm from work. Boot like down his door at three o'clock in the morning. You should have liked the dogs, lad. <laughs> yeah, like, look, I don't know what his problem is, and I don't care what his fucking problem is either. So, yeah. you know. Well, on that, I have, uh, I, have some, I have some facts. I've got a couple of facts oh. here on the topic here that we might enjoy. An Irish person drinks, on average, four to six cups of tea per day, which uh, is a lot more than I thought. If that's an average, that's many more. I would have guessed a, a national average would have been one or two. Clear, I'd say you're doing a lot of the heavy lifting in that regard. Hey, you must go through about ten cups of tea a day, do you? Uh, I used to, but I'm actually, I've actually become more of a coffee drinker in the last fucking ten years. Like, I, I used to... I used to be an absolute wolf for the mugs of tea mm. because, like, that was just the way I was brought up. Like, the mother, like, you wouldn't be halfway through a cup of tea and the mother would be fucking making another one. Like, so, like, chain, chain drinking mugs of tea. Binge bagging. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm more, like, say, once you discover the the kind of the jumpstart effect that coffee has on you in the mornings it becomes an invaluable tool it does kind of help replenish some of the lost energy you get with age well not even that like funnily enough like say i used to find getting up early way harder when i was younger for whatever reason i'm not entirely sure well Uh, teenagers typically tend to need more sleep but like early adulthood you should be kind of hitting your normal stride yeah, well, I don't think I was ever like definitely not a morning person anyway. So, but mm. the coffee helped with that, and the like tea after that point seemed to be like kind of almost like the like the decaf option. It was kind of like, oh, if I want to take it easy, yeah. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to bed in the next couple of hours, then I don't want to be awake all night. Yeah, some people are hypersensitive to it. Then, like, I mean, some people like would tell you that they couldn't drink a cup of tea after fucking eight o'clock or something. I'm like, why are you fucking joking me? Mm. I could drink a cup of tea going to bed and it wouldn't fucking, it wouldn't be a blip on my radar, but maybe that's testament to the fact of how just um, immune to the effects of caffeine I've become. Well, I was drinking Monsters so often. You're like, you remember the time myself and Hef got that fucking case of Monster. But I was drinking Monsters so frequently that I could have a cup of coffee before bed at one stage like it just had like zero effect on me I was just drinking to maintain and uh, it's now that I've kind of cut back on my caffeine an awful lot in my age that uh, I won't drink coffee after 6 o'clock as I found it's it genuinely does fuck with my sleep but I'll give you another fact here Barry's tea began in 1901 right right and I have a little uh, I, have a, I have actually a little conspiracy theory when I found this out so I do if you rearrange 1901 you get oh 911 which could mean that Barry's tea was actually behind 9-11 as an act of revenge against America for the Boston Tea Party of 1973, where in America fucked a load of perfectly good tea into a harbour. PJs, you've cracked the code, lad. You may give uh, Alex Jones an old email there and fucking get him to... Get him to get on that, yeah. Yeah, let the world know. Yeah, fucking truth is out there. That's going in the old WikiLeaks, that is. That's it. I'm going to have to fucking... I'm going to have to take shelter in Russia or something now if... As soon as this podcast goes out. Right, and uh, and, ju- and just because it's related to it, I have an old Jack Russell fact. Oh. Um, 
seen as your own little lads of Jack Russell. Jack Russell Terriers were originally bred in the early 19th century by an English clergyman named Reverend John Russell, who was passionate about fox hunting. Reverend Russell sought to develop a small yet agile and fearless terrier breed that could keep up with foxes and assist in hunting foxes. He carefully selected and bred dogs that displayed the desired characteristics, including intelligence, agility and a strong prey drive. Jack Russell Terriers was specifically developed for fox hunting and they were valued for their ability to locate, chase and even go underground to flush out foxes. Their small size, high energy levels and tenacity made them well suited for this purpose. So they were bred for hunting foxes? Yeah. And um, I, w- I would have assumed it was rats. Well, they're known as ratting dogs as well, yeah, but maybe... Yeah, yeah. We'll see, now this is based entirely off of chat, chat GPT, which has surpassed Google and coming up with answers for these kind of questions. So, uh, but I'd imagine that's probably true. But um, yeah, yeah, there's an old Jack Russell facts. Now, I'm not on board with hunting foxes now, because uh, I just like an animal, and they're very close to looking like a dog, so... You know, that yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be for hunting anything really. Um, yeah, but that's a, that's an entirely other can of worms that I, I dare not open now. But, mm. uh, but you learn something. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, I would have thought. No, I would have thought they were they were bred for 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 ratting. Well, see, the biggest mystery to this now, and it's not even what they were bred for that bothers me is my man who bred them was called Reverend John Russell. Why right. did he call it Jack Russell? Well, I suppose, yeah, I suppose he wanted something that sounded like his own name. But, but I think sometimes people use John and Jack interchangeably, don't they? Mm. Do you remember in Metal Gear Solid 3, half the time fucking Snake referred to himself as John? Yeah. And then when he was talking to the boss, he was, re- you know, he was referred to as Jack. Is that an interchangeable thing? I thought he was just trying to throw people off the scent of his name. Uh, I, I don't know. And actually basing, you know, basing any of your fucking knowledge about anything on fucking Japanese video game. Japanese interpretation of Western <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably it's probably not the best thing to, to base facts on in your head. Mm. So But um, I, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted something to sound like his name without actually being his name. I don't know the fuck. Uh, yeah, so it's David Hater is gonna play Jack Russell in the upcoming Jack Russell Terrier movie. Class. <laughs> that I'd that I'd watch. I'm in a box. Yeah, or in a in a, in a fox. <laughs> I'm in a constant state of despair. Aren't we all? <laughs> right. We've got another question for you. What's the hardest you've laughed recently? Um, this popped into my head because I was I was actually talking about this in my last podcast I, I posted, but I was talking about um uh, recently I laughed very very hard and it was like one of these hearty guttural laughs, the ones that um. That you, you haven't gotten since you were a very young child, essentially, where you actually think you're going to die from laughing. You know, you're doing that silent laughter, your face is, your, your mouth is open, your eyes are squinted, and there's no noise coming out of you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it was because Max, who was sitting on an armchair next to me in the sitting room while we were watching a, a film, stood up, and the, the effort of standing up to turn around, he farted, like it pushed out of him. That just, it just got me. I don't know why, it just got me. And uh, it fucked me up, and Connie turned to me, and she's like, I haven't actually seen you laugh that hard in, eight, like, eight years. Like it's so bad. Yeah, this is this is an easy one actually because I think it might have only been maybe about two weeks ago at work. Oh but, really? Uh, yeah. That recent one. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was just basically like it. It sounds quite dark on the surface, but uh, I assure you the, the I reason would I'm not expect you to laugh at anything less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a case there recently 
over in the States where a bunch of cops were being sued by this guy. And the reason being, I can't remember where it was exactly in the States, but uh, the what happened was, and, you know, there, there's a video of this event playing out, was uh, there was uh, a young a young enough man in a 4x4 of some description and he was out in the woods and he was supposedly suicidal and had a gun and was contemplating potentially potentially killing himself mm. so his mother was out there was out in the woods as well and to try and prevent him from following through on this she called the police for assistance <laughs> I'm already seeing the humor in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American so, police, you say, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so, fucking on rocks the boys, anyways. And you see this this footage, like the footage you can find this online. Um, like on rock the boys about fucking three SUVs full of fucking American cops pull up, anyways, and they land on scene straight away. <laughs> No effort whatsoever is made to try and defuse the situation. Their first call of port is, what'll we do? The, the, you know, how how do we resolve this situation? They all get out of the fucking jeeps and just start unloading into the fucking... <laughs> into, into the jeep with your man in it, like... And it's just like, what? <laughs> like, you were called to fucking help. And it's like, you know, it's like, why were you shooting? It's like, what, he was going to kill himself? Like, what were we supposed to fucking do? Like, <laughs> Don't kill yourself or we'll be forced to kill you. Yeah, he was going to kill himself. We had to shoot. We had to shoot. <laughs> like, fucking... And just, just, you know, just how backward a fucking place like America is, just, you know, that that happens. You fucking call the cops because you're you're worried that your son is going to kill himself, mm. and you know so what? So the cops land out to do it for you, basically. Like you, you see some of the cops still in the background, like just there firing off a pistol because this is like they're almost like fucking lemmings or a load like of a dogs. Fucking firing squad there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like one dog starts barking at something, and the rest of the fucking dogs just start barking because the other dogs are barking. It's a massive chain reaction, but it's it's like this. Yeah, you just see other fuckers getting out of the jeeps in, going, "Well, fuck it, I'll fire off a few shots as well." And you just fucking just—they're just there shooting, and they don't even and fuck all left your man, but an ab- a red mist and some paste. Yeah, <laughs> we're just, still we said, you know what? Fuck it, we're just gonna all unload like, our clips and this like that scene the, from RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amazing fucking thing about it is your man survived. What? I think he was. Sh- yeah, yeah. I think he was shot nine times so or he something like that. Couldn't even get what he wanted at the end of it then either. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. Like at least if they'd let him shoot himself, he'd have probably a fucking, it'd have probably worked. Like, <laughs> but uh, in any case, he lived and he was suing uh, the cops who were somehow standing their ground and going, "Oh no, we 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 did we did the right thing." I said, like, "What do you mean you did the right fucking thing? You fucking you unloaded about twelve firearms into a fucking <laughs> into a car with a with a, a, a suicidal man in it, but." Uh, I don't know what the 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 end result of that thing was, but I remember just watching that video, and <laughs> I was in fucking tears laughing because like a more like you, it was like watching a satire of reality. It was so fucking yeah. crazy. You'd be fucking hard pressed not to see the humor in that, or 
maybe maybe not the humor i think that requires maybe a darker fucker like myself or yourself there but just yeah 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 <laughs> the problem with that can easily be seen yeah because there was a few cunts at work and he was and they were staring at me like, like why are you laughing and i was like do you not see the absolute absurdity <laughs> in what's happening here yeah there's like something and fucking you'd, you'd see a fucking sketch show of yeah 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 so I thought that was fucking hilarious anyway yeah, that and that's is pretty good but like here's the thing in the states suicide by cop is a legitimate way to kill yourself over there like you just need to I don't know if you blow a kiss at a cop over there it'll fucking blow a hole yeah it's it's yeah it's probably one of the more efficient ways to do it already yeah although mm-hmm. with with that said for all the fucking cops that were unloading into this fucking care they didn't manage to kill this fella so yeah the aim wasn't great at all yeah <laughs> Yeah, when you see the amount of fucking bullets they, they they put into the fucking thing, you'd just be thinking to yourself, ah, he's surely dead. Like, mm. I remember that was my assumption, but then, like, you see present day, because I, oh, when did that happen? I think that happened, I think it actually happened, like, a couple of years it ago. It happens about fucking five or six times a year, I'd say. Yeah. But here's but the thing, though, case, like, you couldn't, like, with the, the absurdity of it all and the, and the hilarity attached to it, if I was a cop in America, I'd be shooting fucking everyone out of sheer fear because they're all fucking armed. Ah, but it's, it's a silly, silly place and they're all full of <laughs> crap with their whole fucking, you know. <laughs> it's Camelot, right. but a silly place. Yeah, like, could you imagine what a fucking shit show it would be over here if guns were as readily fucking available? I mean. Well, see, that's the thing that, like, freaks uh, me out the most is, like, um, somebody over here, you're on a night out and somebody's talking shit to you or starting a row or whatever. Mm. You, you have a bit of a punch up and you go home to bed. In America, you're going to get shot because any cunt could be armed at any moment and react in any way. When every altercation could end in lethal force, yeah, it just it's gonna you're going to live with a bit of fucking anxious energy throughout your day, you know. Hmm. But um, on on the on the topic of hilarity, because uh, just I just reminded me as we were talking there, just one time in life I remember you laughing ridiculously hard, and I hope it's you I have the memory of, but. Um, there was a video online, which I'm sure is still there, but it's a a woman getting hit into the back of the head with a shovel. Or no, it's a fella. He's sitting on the curb. It's a, yeah, it's a fella. Yeah, a yeah, fella, yeah, yeah. And he gets a shovel into the head, to the top of the head, and he just lets out this roar that gets cut off at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the sound the shovel makes when it hits your man's head. Oh, there's like a pure like cartoon sound effect. Boom. Yeah, boing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fucking. And then like then just intermingled with the ah, yeah, it's like, ah! Just, it's, cuts it, and it, like the video is just so abrupt and you've got no context for why your man did it or anything like yeah. that. It was just that was yeah. I remember the video. I remember it's, it well. It's always the short ones. It's always the yeah, short yeah, ones. Yeah, but the ones good. you're not expecting. There's one that always cracks me up when I see it. But it's just this old woman walking in front of a car and it's filmed from inside the car. And your man inside the car just beeps the horn and she's holding a drum of milk. But she gets such a fright with the beep of the horn that she fucks the drum of milk off screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. so stupid to describe it, but if a uh, listener, if you're listening there, look that up. There's a woman throws milk with the beep of a horn. It just fucking gets me every time. But, yeah, um, it's, just, it's just gone. Yeah, just she just fucking throws it away as if she was trying to do that. With just an intent, almost. If it gets me. Yeah. But um, on that topic, I looked up another factoid um, related to laughter. And I was curious if anybody's ever actually died of laughter. And uh, apparently it's a thing called fatal hilarity. Uh, and uh, there hasn't been any recent uh, documented deaths from laughter or been attributed directly to laughter. But it said there's one famous historical account involves the Greek philosopher Chrysippus, who reportedly died from laughter around 206 BCE. According to the story, he witnessed a donkey eating figs and found it so amusing that he laughed uncontrollably until he passed away. 
Jesus. It's got to like, be one of the better ways to go, though. Well, it's better than fucking the slow decay of time robbing you of every bit of fucking dignity you have and, <laughs> you know, taking your fucking, your memory and your ability to fucking piss when you want to, mm. so on and so forth. Yeah, look, definitely worse ways to go. But uh, I'm now entering the word fatal hilarity into my vocabulary. I think it's a fantastic name of a dish. <laughs> Sounds like it could be a film. <laughs> What's the sequel to Fatal Attraction? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Right. What's the one thing from your early adulthood uh, that you're happy to see the back of? My early adulthood? Yeah. So we'll say 20s, early 20s. That I'm happy to see the back of. Yeah. Well, it's like you spend so much time thinking about things you'd miss, you know, energy, uh, bigger social circle more kind of social encounters all that kind of stuff like you know you kind of miss a bit of your youth but uh, and what's what's we'd say what would it be top thing on your list of you're just happy that you don't have to deal with anymore that has kind of come with age uh, so we'd say like stuff like financial security um, uh, social standing you know all this kind of stuff that racks the brain of an early a young adult See, there's so many things, like, there's there's so many fucking things. There's the, like we mentioned before, there's the there's the being tormented by a fucking sex drive that just won't take a day off. Uh, there's there's that, 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 that backing off you a bit now, that's, that's great stuff. Mm. Uh, what else? There's, yeah, there's the fucking poverty, basically, that's just having not two shillings to rub together. Yeah, the, the ability to pay your fucking bills consistently is just a yeah. fucking it's a lovely feeling barely scraping by but uh you know as well as that I don't miss the just the relentless sessions all the time I'm not able anymore I don't have the interest I don't have the fucking the appetite for them mm. uh, you know there's a uh, tolerating fucking arseholes who I've fucking no time for basically like you know you'd always be going to house parties and invariably there'd always be at least one fucking cunt there that you just you don't like mm. and you know you're having to fucking cross paths with them more than more than what you want and you know that's not so much a thing now because I'm a fucking recluse mm. um, which comes with its own problems but I mean at least you don't have to deal with insufferable bastards only yourself only the insufferable bastard that you inhabit I, I can In give this- you I, I can go for like a less obvious one like yeah. uh, if I was ha- if I had to top a list, I'd probably say the financial one because uh, the anxiety of not being able to pay my bills was a horrible fucking thing, and yep. uh, it's it's not something that ever goes away. But like it's especially worse when you're younger because you know you can't pay your bills because you were responsible with your money. It's not because you're mm. not making enough, and that's a bit of don't miss. But if I was to say something that I've uh, recently enjoyed, it was um, when I go to renew my car insurance and they don't deny me a quote or give me a fucking ridiculous one. If I was to take that, you know, where you could ring up an insurance company and say, I want to insure this car, and they don't say no. Because of your age, they, they just can't. That's just one little thing that uh, I appreciate with age. Yeah, I suppose there's that. Well, it's uh, just nice to know not, you know, not have to deal with insuring a 1.3 fucking hatchback and them saying, no, it was imported from Japan. We're refusing to insure you. And if you want to push it further, we'll charge you four grand for the year. Yeah, no one that you can that you can kind of pick whatever car you want and they kind of more or less have to go along with it. Yeah. I suppose that's nice, all right? Mm. And um, well, how long are we into this podcast? Because I've literally one question. Just over the hour mark. So I think this is a good one to end on because I think 
I, I've, I know two good stories of yours that you've told me over the years um, about this topic, but uh, I'll ask it and you'll see what comes to mind. What's the most outlandish thing you've ever done in the throes of passion? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, I, th- I, th- I don't know if I've told you mine before, but I have mentioned it on a, a podcast a while back. Well. Uh, do you remember years and years ago in the gaff, um, it was a night of a Halloween and we went out and I brought back a young one dressed as a guard or a cop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that night in the, the bedroom I tried to pop a finger up her arse when I was twatted. It wasn't welcome. <laughs> she, right. she didn't go for it at all. Uh, I don't know why. I just, you ever, were you ever in the throes of passion you're like, I want to do this and then you just do it without thinking and uh, you, nine times out of ten they just go with it. Uh, no, she didn't go with it at all. Yeah. Um... It may have not have been my most outlandish, but it's certainly the one I have the biggest memory of because uh, the the poor reaction to it. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like I don't know, one that I have a, a, a vivid memory of is uh, uh, riding this girl the, on the grounds of a of a church uh, whilst staring the Virgin Mary statue in the eye. <laughs> uh, that was that was top class. <laughs> Uh, I've not heard that one from you now at all. Uh, but that's, uh, really? that's that's pretty good. Yeah, no, the one I remember vividly from you is um, it's when you told me that uh, you were plugged in, uh, doggy style, and one of the boys rang you and you answered. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I believe the story you told me was um, she thought you were messing when you answered the phone. She thought you were just winding her up, and then she yeah, realized yeah. that you weren't, and you did in fact answer the phone while you were plugging away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 well i think i think my my defense was that like because at, at the time at the age we were it was it was during the time of um everyone had like an allotted amount of credit on their phone mm. and i i think my my defense that i was trying to fall back on was well no i actually had to talk to him and i didn't have credit to ring him back so <laughs> <laughs> You didn't fucking you know, stop either. You stayed plugging away, didn't you? Yeah, sure. I I basically took offence to this this uh, this wives' tale that uh, men can't multitask. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, you know something now. Pr- I'm proving gonna, them wrong. Yeah, I'm going to put that fucking rumor to bed now and give it a dody. And yeah, that she's just there at the other end of you, kind of going, "Why did he get harder?" <laughs> <laughs> I should look a bit of divilment now if if, yeah. if a bit of divilment doesn't fucking doesn't spur a man on I don't know what does <laughs> oh yeah uh, I'm sure there's more of them like but say I find now if I if I want to remember stuff I have to like it's a it's a it's a big ordeal I have to make a point of it and I have mm. to sleep on it and then I have to try and think to remember the same thing the following day and it might come back to me then but, uh, yeah, then, yeah, or then you have a situation like this where it just take one person to bounce it off of, and it just comes to you then. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, well, that's brilliant. We're gonna we're gonna leave on that high note because I think it's the perfect way to end it. Yep. Actually, on that note, since as I, I do very little audience participation, I will say um, PJ has a podcast upcoming that we've already recorded, so it'll be appearing on his channel sometime soon. No, no idea in time frame. I suppose we, we won't tie you down to a time frame, but it'll be out soon. So if you're listening to this, check out his channel. It might be up by then. And um, yes. and if you have any random bullshit um, that you got up to uh, mid hop, like uh, PJ there with uh, he's answering the phone or staring. At <laughs> 
stare the Virgin Mary directly into the eyes while he's giving a girl an absolute railing in a church grounds. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you were sending the Virgin Mary a message. You're like, you know that scene from, is it American Psycho, where he's like looking at himself in the mirror? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I imagine you doing to the Virgin Mary statue. <laughs> Just that kind of look like you're next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have a story like that where you've got up to a little bit of divment, you know, the old uh, little devil when, I, when, I, when I'm done with you, you'll just be called Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's good. See, th- this is yeah. why I enjoy our conversations. <laughs> yeah. And people, oh, per- and people sometimes prefer a solo podcast with me. You don't get this gold, which is just me bouncing off my fucking self here. <laughs> I couldn't do a solo podcast because I just, I'd ramble about fucking nothing. Yeah, but see, the thing is, when you're living with yourself for 33 or four years, you kind of get bored of listening to yourself talk shit. But everyone else is still new to them, like, so yeah, they love it, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so if you have any uh, different stories of your own that... uh where you've listened to the devil on your shoulder mid-ride and uh, did something ridiculous, by all means, throw me an old DM there on the socials and uh, let me know what it is. I, I might even read one out in our, our next podcast. Myself and you do, PJ, there. We'll see what Divman dig it up to. Unreal. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Thank you to the the gorgeous PJ for, for joining me. And, uh, uh, yeah, there you go, lad. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Fandy for you uh, there, lad. Internet fandy. Uh, can't underestimate the internet fandy, by. Just, yeah. just wait until the day of the house party. Get the real fandy, big wet one. Oh. I'll be hanging off the edge of the bed there and we'll do an old Spider-Man. Deadly. <laughs> and I, and I, I, and I, might, uh, I might answer the phone. There's a plot yeah. twist to that story. It was actually me he was railing. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll catch you, lads and ladies, in the next one.